Angie and Janelle podcast, your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. Good morning, everyone. It is Friday Eve. Hello, Janelle. Good morning. Or should we say the Eve of Snowmageddon? Of doom. Doom. <laughs> yeah. It's that first massive snow dumping that's on its way to us, Ottawa. It's going to hit... Um, Parts of Kingston a little earlier than us and then move its way on towards us. It looks like uh, they said evening-ish, like 8, 9, 10. Okay, so late Anybody's tonight we're going to wake up to a disaster tomorrow oh, yes. morning. A hundred percent. So they said probably about 5 overnight, but through the day tomorrow, another 10 to 15. Mm. So it's going to be uh, basically a whiteout, like heavy at times. They said the system is basically just going to park over us and sit there fun yeah it's not going to move out quickly so even into saturday lingering a little bit so it's anybody's best guess anywhere between 15 to 25 by the time it's all said and done so (laughs) they are recommending if you do have a chance to work from home or you know do your business at home tomorrow to as much as possible stay off the roadways they're gonna it's gonna be that constant clean right it's not like you get dumped on overnight and then the crews spend the whole next day cleaning that up they are going to have to stay on top of it all day, day yeah. long mm-hmm. into the night. So yeah. do all your running around today? Yes. <laughs> and that means Toy Mountain because I've had messages from people saying, oh, yeah, it's Friday, right? It's Friday. Friday is the deadline for dropping off the new unwrapped toys at a drop-off location. Um, so today, yeah, today on your lunch hour, on your way home, today would be the day to get that done because tomorrow it's not going to be a lot of road travel. Yeah, it's not going to be easy to get out and do any shopping that you might need to do or do that drop-off. So mm-hmm. basically tomorrow your option is an online donation, which is right. absolutely fantastic as well because mm-hmm. we know, you know, people are busy these t- this time of the year. So yep. you can make that still on our website right now at move100ottawa.ca. Yeah, as big, as small as you can afford, all of that. It's just whatever fits into your budget. Um, And yeah, get all that running around. Get the groceries for the weekend. (laughs) Get the liquor store done. Because we know Christmas parties are probably (laughs) happening this weekend. That's right. Oh my gosh, probably so many parties. Yeah. Oh, what a mess. (laughs) When you think useless, think of Stu. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome. It's Stuntman Stu's useless fact of the day on Move 100. All right, it has become the listeners who are supplying the useless facts for now. And we've had some super entries to this segment. And as always, when we read out the listener useless fact of the day, you are going to send in your text to 10 on a scale of 1 to 10 what you think of the fact. You're going to give it a score with your name, your handle. Uh, this one today is coming to us from Dean, not producer Dean, another Dean. <laughs> uh, it's actually very simple, but it's very useless and it will be at top of mind. I think this is kind of something that I would remember because this is my wheelhouse. How many of you have kids or grandkids that have asked for Lego for Christmas? Mm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been around forever, right? Did you know that almost 28 sets of Lego are sold every second during the Christmas season? What? 28 sets a second. Holy smokes. For days leading up to Christmas. That's incredible. Like, if you think the Christmas season, at least 12 days. Yeah. Or a month. Or a month, at, at least. 28 oh my gosh. sets a second. How do they keep up with production? Right? <laughs> That is wild. That's unbelievable. I guess, yeah. yeah, that must be the most popular toy. Yeah. Like, how is it not? It's got to be. 
mass production. That's crazy. Wow. That's incredible. All right. What are you going to give that useless fact today? I liked it. I'll give it an eight this morning. Okay. Let's check the scores. Text them in to 10 30 uh, right now and we will check. Oh, no. Yeah. I was going to say, I think my program's having a problem. This was happening to us like two weeks ago and it's always during this time. <laughs> it's like a direct sabotage for the useless facts. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, uh, our text platform not working at the moment. So, but not to worry. Once it eventually kicks itself into high gear, we will get all your texts. So we'll, please yeah. score it. Please yeah. still text in. We'll read out a couple as soon as they come through here. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> is it back? <laughs> it is. Mine's here. Oh, oh mine's oh. not. No, mine's gone again. I believe that. That's crazy. Ten from Fantastic. Oh, here we go. The early morning kids giving it a ten point two eight. <laughs> out of 10. Wow, wow that's, that's crazy. Very specific. Uh, Cranky Craig says, that's a lot of parents with sore feet walking around on those leg pieces. <laughs> right. Yeah. Giving it a nine. Phil G, whoa, the odds of stepping on those are increasing. Solid nine. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of painful footsteps around the house. This is a common <laughs> theme going here, giving it a 10. That's from uh, Hall of Famers, Ghost Rider, and Pierre the Dehydrated Frenchman. Um, Hall of Fame Bosch Traveler says, yeah, I can believe this. We purchased Lego sets for all nine of our grandchildren. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. A couple of those myself. Uh, We have, uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. I have two adult sons who loved Lego for years. My youngest one at 28 still does, actually. What I like about Lego is they're going to use recycled plastic for their blocks. That is good. Connie the Wound Care Nurse giving it an eight. All right. Good fact this morning. Yes. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, the name Twitch is trending, and this was such a shocking story to come down yesterday, learning that Ellen DeGeneres' former DJ, many will remember, Stephen Twitch, boss, uh, he was always the DJ spinning the tracks. He would be dancing with Ellen mm-hmm. as she entered every show. He was actually also an executive p- producer on that show. She made him uh, one. They just became such good friends over the years, and he became a prominent part of the show. I would even venture to say a somewhat co-host at points. Well, because he hosted the show when Ellen wasn't there. Yeah, but even when she was there, I mean, she often went to him and talked to him and used him in segments, mm-hmm. and it was just shock- shocking news yesterday to learn that he has died at 40 years of age with three kids at home and a wife mm-hmm. who are just left uh, in shock and just despair. Um, it's an apparent self-inflicted gunshot yeah. wound. Um, police found him at a local motel room. Um, and it's just so many questions about this story. It seems so shocking. Like someone who dances and makes people smile and laugh for a living as a purpose yeah. You just you never know what's what going on. Someone is struggling with. Just goes to show you. And you know, like we talk about stars like Robin Williams and you know, who just used humor and fun and happiness in their career, but were just struggling so much on the inside. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Very heartbreaking story. Uh, and looking ahead to uh, uh, the next Superman. So Henry Cavill announced as he had this cameo in Black Adam that he was returning as Superman made this big announcement. I'm going to be back in the cape and the whole thing. 
Well, now DC Studios has confirmed that he is out. <laughs> so, oh! <laughs> James Gunn has decided, he's announced uh, as of yesterday, that he's writing a new film. And this time around, he's going to cut Henry. And he's going to go back to playing the earlier part of Superman's life. So the character will not be played by Henry Cavill. So he came out yesterday to <laughs> kind of say, well, uh, I was excited, but now I'm not. It's uh, hard to hear. But they say that they are hoping to use him on some, quote, other projects. But Right. Yeah. That's he, a little heart-wrenching so for looking him. ahead to that next <laughs> Superman movie is not going to have the original Superman in it. And that's what's trending. Brought to you by Donnelly Automotive Group. Stunt and Stu, Angie and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. So after all the kids are covered and, you know, the in-laws or whoever you have on your list to buy for, how do you and your partner approach gift-giving with each other? So it seems, according to a recent survey of men and women in uh, households, uh, it seems the guys seem to spend more on average than the women and that is because they don't know what to buy. <laughs> so they just go out there and spend a whole bunch trying to overcompensate for what they think is like maybe not that original. I saw this hilarious TikTok the other day and it was like, don't go to the jewelry store and buy your your like wife a heart-shaped necklace that she won't wear. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like, but I think the reason why guys overspend is because this is the only person they're buying for. Think right. about it. We do everything <laughs> You've done all the other shopping for everyone else. You are exhausted at this point, yeah. and you are just thinking practical and minimal gift giving for yeah. your partner at that point. Whereas he's like, "Oh, I haven't done anything. Ooh, that looks nice. Ooh, this looks good." Yeah, at the eleventh hour on Christmas Eve, you know, like all the all the uh, the stigmas around that. So, would you say that that is true of your relationship? Does he spend more than you, and do you guys do gifts for each other? Yeah, we still do gifts for each other. I mean, our relationship, I suppose, is still pretty new and fresh. We don't have kids yeah. so um we still do gifts but um yeah absolutely i would i would say that he usually typically spends more on me i mean last year i think he was compensating for me buying a dog <laughs> <laughs> i have to get her everything <laughs> but this year we um had some really terrible news that we we're pretty sure we need to buy a new car um <sighs> And we also are getting married next year. Yeah. It was just like all really bad timing. And this was like moments before we went on our vacation. So like just tapped out. Yeah. Completely tapped totally. out for cash. And I said to him, I was like, look, like we don't need to spend anything on each other. If we want to do some small gifts, which I am going to go ahead and guess that his is going to be a practical gift for me because mm. mine is 100% practical for him. Just things that he needs anyways. Yeah. I said, like, $100, that's it. Like, don't do anything more than that. So yeah. um, we had that conversation, and I uh, I would assume that it's going to continue to go that way the older yeah. we get. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I think it's all very much stages. Like, by and large, I mean, this is not a brush painting every couple because every couple is different. But I think, you know, like, those early years, you want to impress each other. Like, I watch my f girls right yeah. now spending all this money, these lavish, uh, you know, gifts for their new boyfriends Six and the whole months. thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, when you're young and in love like that, you want to impress. You want to get the nice thing. You want to get the jewelry and all that stuff. And then you get into the practical years of just kind of, like, stuff you know they need mm -hmm. and then once you're right like once you get into those years with kids the joy turns 
all in their direction. And yeah. you get so much joy from just watching them open their presents. You kind of like don't care about yourself anymore. <laughs> but you kind of feel like you should acknowledge each other. But it's all like gets into like more practical stuff. Like, well, what do we have coming up this year that we have to buy for the house? Or right. do we have a trip coming up? And like, you know, like little things are nice. Like my, my husband's really good at like... Like taking like a like a photo that we loved from the year or something and like having it framed and then like give me that like, you yeah. know, like thoughtful little things like that. But for the most part, he and I sit down and we're like, OK, well, this year, you know, we're going on this trip. So let's uh, figure out, you know, like something that we're going to do on the trip for us. And then that'll be our gift to each other. You oh, know what so I mean? Like smart. Yeah. Like a stuff. little excursion or mm-hmm. something extra that you might do on your vacation. Or dinner on the beach or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. so stuff like that. But I think, um, you know, like. But I think every house is different because I look at my sister and her house and her and her husband still, after all these years, kids and everything, go crazy for each other Yeah, and spend tons of money on each other. Just buy more crap. My my parents still, I can remember Christmas mornings, they always had, you know, just as many presents under the tree. Mm -hmm. They were open up as many gifts. So, uh, and I think... They still do that with just the two of them in the house, which is nice. Yeah, that's fun too. Maybe you fall back into that. When you get older and you have no kids in the house for Christmas. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. So I looked at that. Like my parents, for many years, they didn't buy each other anything. It was all about us. But then now I look at them and like they wake up Christmas morning and, you know, like they want things to open. So they now they're like full tree again, but just for (laughs) each other. Right. So how do you and your partner handle the gift giving? Do you go all out on each other? Do you set a strict budget? Do you do no gifts at all? We're just curious where you are on all this. So text it in, 10 or give us a call, 750-1100. Are you going to get your partner a gift for Christmas? It seems like a no-brainer question, but the answer is varied when it comes to all of you. And surprisingly, maybe not surprisingly, a lot of you have said um, no. Yeah. <laughs> just flat out, no gifts at our house. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do no gifts. They say it's just about the kids. We don't do any gifts. Way less stress that way. We just get what we need all year long and we don't you know stress about getting each other the perfect gift over the holidays uh, some people, like we said, life just gets in the way and takes away that joy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> like for Sherry, who says this year their dog had to have emergency surgery to remove a dishcloth from his stomach. Oh, no. Ugh. She said it cost thousands of dollars. <sighs> so she said it looks like for Christmas we're getting a healed six-year-old dog. Oh, <laughs> isn't that sweet? You know, life takes a turn. Yeah, circumstantial for sure. Like Chantel, she's like, you know, we set a budget this year because... Well, our daughter is getting married in May, so as you guessed it, that's pretty much where all the cash is going. It'll be well worth it, though. So uh, it it may depend on your situation year over year, what you're doing. Yeah. I like this text that we got to 10-0-30 because I think it's just such a nice uh, way to spend the holidays, too, and a total surprise. You know the people that just don't do any gifts, but then do like a trip, but surprise the whole family with a trip at Christmas? Okay, yes. So that's what they're doing this year. She said, uh, we got engaged in October. We're going to New York City for Christmas. So that's what we're spending our money on. So we agreed no gifts. Um, and then, of course, they just got engaged, planning a wedding for next year. So they're like, we're doing no gifts. We're just doing all experience stuff. So that's Very cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, we have all heard of love languages. Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it depends on the love language of your partner. We got this text at 10 and it says, my, lo- my partner's love language is gifts. 
And regardless of what we decide beforehand, I know that he's going to be disappointed if there isn't the right <laughs> gift under the tree for him. So doesn't matter what we agree to. I'm still getting you a gift and it's going to be whatever it costs because that's his love language. And please, if you make an agreement, though, with your partner, you have to stick to it because there's nothing oh, worse <laughs> than doing the thing where you say no gifts. OK, no gifts. And then they go ahead and cross the finish line anyway and get you a gift. And then you have nothing because you actually stuck to it and you listened and then you feel like a heel because you don't have something for them to open. Eventually you learn, though, um, because this couple says, yeah, my wife always sets rules for spending. But then she doesn't listen to her own rules. Right. You know, (laughs) he's like, so now I know just spoil her. And that's what she wants, even though she says she doesn't. It's it's between the lines. It's in there. (laughs) Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, if you're wondering what classic holiday movie to rewatch this year, Cineplex is here to help. They did a survey on the top Christmas movies of all time. And just to kind of get like a snapshot of what Canada loves. And what's interesting to me is what they found out is 72% of Canadians take in a movie at the theater on Christmas Day. Really? 72%. I don't think I've ever been to the movie theater for Christmas Day. And 70% do so on New Year's Day. Now that I've done. Mm, haven't done that either. Yeah. I'm too busy nursing a hangover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they also went province by province and asked Canadians their favorite holiday flicks. And what's really funny is that every single province across this country ranked the same movie as their number one. Wow. Okay. Any guesses? I, I'm i just thinking some of the classics, either Elf or... It's Home Alone. Yeah, I was going to say Home Alone. Yeah. Home yeah. Alone mm-hmm. is number one right across the country country uh for their favorite christmas movie and then for us i mean it's different across the country but for us here in ontario we had a tie oh for second and third and it is national lampoon's yeah, christmas vacation yeah, and elf oh tied okay for us okay mm-hmm. interesting yeah that's probably my top three too oh yeah easily the mm-hmm. top three well grinch would be in there too oh yeah the grinch, the grinch is so fantastic yeah. too so uh, you may know the name Gabriel Iglesias, very funny comedian. He goes by the name Fluffy. Yes. He's all over Netflix. He's been in the movie Magic Mike, etc. But he recently went all out to celebrate his, quote, four-pound princess, his chihuahua named Risa. Okay. Because she's 16 years old now. Oh, that's pretty up there for a dog. So he threw her her own quinceanera. <laughs> And spent a whopping $100,000 on the celebration. Stop it. It's making headlines everywhere. So this party is so lavish, I can't even tell you. There was like 300 people in attendance. He pushed her in in a custom carriage that was all lit up with like LED lights. Oh. She had three costume changes into different <laughs> gowns throughout the night. Just totally over the top lavish. They had Cirque du Soleil performers, oh, dancers, what? musicians. This is the quinceanera of every girl's dream. Seriously. But he said, you know what? She's given me so many years of happiness. I wanted to celebrate her. Uh, I don't have kids. She's yeah, my daughter. Fair. And he said, I even wore pants to the party. So there you go. Uh, so yeah, this is like unbelievable lavish event for this dog. I'm sure the dog was sleeping through half of it. This was a party for the parents. Yeah. (laughs) So 
dollars. <laughs> that's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Uh, wow. And that's what's trending. Brought to you by Defalco's for Brewers and Winemakers. It's time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move One Hundred. All right, everybody, let's play some Word Wars. Who's going to play with us today? We have Kathy and Craig on the line this morning. Kathy made it through first, so we'll let her pick her categories. Good morning. Good morning, Kathy. Hi. Hi. All right, so Kathy, you get to choose first. We'll tell you what the categories are, and you pick, okay? Okay. So thanks to Brent Whiten, who sent in our categories this morning. We have things found at the bottom of a lake. Or things found in the back of your trunk? Ooh. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, trunk. Things found in the trunk. Okay. Here we go. When your battery dies, you need these. Uh, chargers. No, they call them... Oh, oh like a, the long. Okay, skip it. Uh, cables. Yes, but battery cables. Yeah, cables. Oh, oh you need a, a different word. It's a different word. Okay, uh, you wrap yourself in a warm blanket. Yes, uh, and you use this to raise your car up when you have to change your wheel. Jack. Yes, uh, and uh, hammers, screwdrivers. Those are types of tools. Yes, uh, and then you use this to. Cur- oh, oh man. So it was jumper cables, yeah. jump oh. cables. Yeah, it was very specific. <laughs> it's okay, though. So you guys got three. Okay. See how that holds up. And we'll head to Craig. Good morning. Good morning. Okay. Good morning, Craig. How's it going? Not bad. How are you? Not too bad at all. Okay. So um, we have things that are found at the bottom of the lake. All right. Okay. This is pretty random. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Right now, you are driving your? Car. Yeah, and we spend lots of this. Money. Uh, And you sit down in a? Chair. And you wear these on your feet. Uh, Shoes, boots. Yep. Uh, And you sit down at the dinner? Table. Yeah. Um, And uh, this is a white thing for when you hit it with a club? Uh, golf club. Yeah. Golf, golf ball. Yeah. Uh, okay, and, and kids ride these and they pedal them? A bike. A yeah. Bike that was the easier category. Yeah, what a <laughs> Solid work, Craig. Way to go on that. You got hey. a perfect score. Awesome. Thanks. And you've also got yourself a $100 gift card to the TJX Tri Brands, which is Marshall's, Winners, and Home Sense. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Sweet. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle. Today's best variety, Move 100. Well, Mark has declared the best snow removal tool of all time is when you're watching someone else clean your yard for you in the comfort of your own home. (laughs) (laughs) I see Mark's answer and I raise it this text. Moving to Hawaii is actually the best way to clear snow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, we all can do that. And in preparation of the big snowstorm tomorrow, we are having a very interesting discussion about, you know, the different snow removal tools that there are on uh, Twitter. We posted this earlier this morning, 10 different options. And I am alarmed at how many shovels you own (laughs) (laughs) so people must have like a shovel graveyard in their garages because some of you are like i have this and this and this so basically the photo has the classic shovel 
the wide, the very long triangular metal one. Mm-hmm. You guys know it. The scoop shovel, which is essentially the square. It's like a basic normal shovel. Yeah. The sleigh shovel, which it looks like you could push children in. The, one of those big, <laughs> big ones. The ergonomic shovel. Oh, the, the little bendy in it. Yeah, yeah. the little bendy handle. Uh, the kids' cheap little shovels. Uh, the ice chipper. The snowblower. The melter. And then the all-out flamethrower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you using to go after this snowfall? Um, I got to tell you, uh, I am Mark, and uh, somebody else is doing it for me. I live in an apartment, so part of our agreement in our apartment is that we have snow removal built into our fee for the month. Uh, so it, they clean out the laneway, but honestly, we still have to, you know, do our our steps and kind of like walkway right. out, and they not necessarily come all the time. So some. Sometimes they're not reliable. So we do have an ergo at home that I think our landlord dropped off because I've never bought a shovel in my life. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Too. And we have salt, of course. We yeah. have salt at home. Mm-hmm. We uh, we are not armed and dangerous mm-hmm. when it comes. I mean, we have a snowblower, so we're we're lucky and okay. we're thankful for that. But when it comes to like the actual shovel, because we have to do, you know, the walkway, the steps and that. Well, I mean, he can snowblow the walkway, but we can do the steps and all that stuff. And if it's like a lighter snow, but we have two of the classics. One of them is cracked, but we refuse to buy more. Like, They're like 20 bucks, Andy. I don't know. I don't know why. It's one of those things that like every season, I look at the two shovels we have, and they're plastic, no less. And I'm like, oh, these are so cheap. We need to upgrade this year. And then every year, we just keep using them. And then every year, at the end of the season, I go, I'll get better ones next year. And then every year, I don't get better ones. Honestly, uh, this is the year. This is the year to do it. But I'm alarmed that like there are people here who have the classic. They've got the wide. They've got the sleigh. They've got the ergo. They've got the kids and the chipper and the blower. <laughs> like they have everything. <laughs> it's like, are you sending the whole family all out at once to do yeah. it? Why do we need six shovels in the house? Yeah. I mean, I'm sending the kids out for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's how you earn your keep for sure. <laughs> but actually, my little guy is still of the age where he likes to do it and offers to do it. Does he actually really help though? Well, he's getting better as he gets older, <laughs> but usually he's just shoveling it back into the pathway that I've already mm, cleared, lovely. right? You know, but uh, it's blowing back in your face and the whole thing, but yeah, it's a, it's a, I mean, I guess we're Ottawa. We're like, you got to be prepared, but mm-hmm. some people have like a lot of storage, I guess. I do have one comment on the sleigh. I don't understand that one, and I don't how do you see dump the snow out of that. I don't see how that that's that helpful unless you have like the white, soft, fluffy stuff. When it's heavy snow, that thing is yeah. useless. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't. I don't know how you're like turning that over and dumping it. Yeah, I don't know who's using that. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck tomorrow. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move One Hundred. What's trending? So calling in on the phone right now, we have Andrew Hahn, who happens to be one of the co-hosts of a brand new show that premieres tonight, and you're going to want to put it on your list of must-watch TV shows. Good morning, Andrew. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm fantastic. Good. So tell us, Andrew, why is Cross Country Cake Off the show we never knew we needed in our lives? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, first of all, cake. Yeah, right? Cake. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Cake, holidays, eating cake, stories. Um, it's such a it's such a fun time and it's just it's just everything you want for the holidays. It's it, there's just so much 
story to tell um, through through food. Now, I love a good uh, food competition show constantly, mm-hmm. always looking for the next one. And uh, I, I like it because you can kind of pick your player and root for them until the end. Now, yeah, we have sure. Canadians competing across the country for this. Can you mm-hmm. give us any idea of like the extravagant types of cakes we're going to be able to see? Uh, well, pretty much anything you can imagine that's holiday-related, you're going to see being thrown into these cakes. What we, Mary and I, discovered was that everybody, every region has a kind of a, a definite kind of personality. Um, and they, the way that they share and the way that they tell stories and the things that they focus on really depend on where they come from. Um, it's it's born out of where they are are from and their pride of place. So it's um it's really exciting. You get to see like you know from you know Christmas trees to reindeer to like anything you can imagine. So Mary Berg, you just mentioned Mary. Mary Berg mm-hmm. is your co-host for this show. So you, as the co-judges as well, mm-hmm. like what is the premise? Like what are you judging these cakes on? How do you say one is better than the other? Well, you know, sometimes it can be really difficult. It's uh, You're comparing apples to oranges sometimes. Mm-hmm. And what, what we look for is that the cake has got to look good, first of all. We eat with our eyes. Um, then it's got to taste good. Uh, obviously, because we eat with our mouths, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then it's got to tell a story. So it's got to you've got to tie in all of that thing. There's got to be a connectivity from the way that it looks to the way that it tastes to the way that it makes you feel. Um, and and with the holiday, uh, you know, theme that happens, um, it just makes it that much more in- interesting for uh, for people to kind of tell their stories and the way that they spend their holidays and. The way that, uh, you know, what the holidays mean for them. So Cross Country Cake Off premieres tonight, 9 o'clock, special two-night event. So tomorrow night you're going to catch another episode on CTV or on the CTV app. And then the entire series will wrap up with the finale next week. That's right. It's going to be a really good time. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Stuntman and Stu, Angie and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. All right. It's up for grabs. Once again, your chance to win. In your way to the spa, hundred dollar gift card to Holt Spa. Mm-hmm. So if you want to play, give us a call right now, seven five zero one one hundred. Get on the line, and we're going to test you. Test your toy knowledge. We're going back into the nostalgic toys that dominated the whole scene that parents were trying to source out before we even had online shopping. <laughs> uh, but uh, like a lot of the, you know, the top ones, like we had Cabbage Patch Kids, Rubik's Cube, things like that. So for today's top toy, we're going to go back to 87. All right. Let's get somebody on the line. Good morning, Move. Good morning. Who's this? Tammy. Tammy. All right, let's do it. Uh, So back in 1987, this was the toy for Christmas. And the creator of this game originally actually came up with it. And they were using wooden blocks that had been purchased from um, a sawmill in Ghana. They did this just like as a family game. There's been more than 90 million of these game sets sold worldwide. And in 2020, it was officially inducted into the National Toy Hall of Fame. Tammy, what is that game? Is it Jenga? Jenga! Jenga! (laughs) Yes! Oh my gosh, I'm so bad at that game. Yeah. <laughs> you take a block from the bottom and you put it on top. You take a block from the middle and you put when you go in the middle, it falls. I love how Jenga I love how Jenga has had so many like new versions of it. Like yeah. so many people have turned it into a drinking game or like at a 
Or like there's the big lawn yard Jengas. That's just trouble. Oh, the waiting. giant Jenga. Yeah, that's just trouble waiting to happen. I love it. <laughs> Fall on a small child. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy, you're off to the spa. <laughs> Enjoy your $100 gift card. Is it for you or is it for someone else? share it with my new daughter-in-law oh oh that's super spa day for the gals love it Mm -hmm. well you enjoy awesome thank you and merry christmas merry christmas to you as well and tomorrow your last chance to win your way to holt spa with a hundred dollar gift card i got the feels and it feels good it's a feel good moment to kick off your work day angie's all the feels on move 100 Oh, we got to love these instances of community kindness that happen each and every day. And they seem small, but they're not. They're big in someone else's world. And actually, this was sent to me from Stu's wife, Connie, who happens to be in the Barhaven community group on Facebook, one of those pages. And it was a posting from a Barhaven resident uh, that said this, help, lost engagement ring. Oh, no. Posted the photo of it and said, I lost my engagement ring at Minto Rex center tonight this happened on monday um i checked with the receptionist i checked the female change room i checked the swimming pool i was sitting on the bench watching my daughter i may have lost it when i was helping my daughter with a shower afterwards this ring is obviously important to me i would appreciate if someone found it just let me know so then came an update which you don't always see and Mm -hmm. you like to see the updates so the ring has been found it says and returned to Minto reception so she said to the person who found my ring and turned it in without a thought I say thank you so much whoever you are I am forever grateful and will try to pay your kindness forward words can't express how much I love this community I will bring a holiday gift to thank all staff at Minto and make a donation in your name to the local food bank Wonderful. Thank you, Barhaven, with deepest gratitude. So then came the photo of the nice treats that she dropped off at Minto Reception with a nice note to the Minto staff, but also to this resident who turned in the ring, hoping that she'll see the note as it sits mm-hmm. there on the front counter at the Minto Rec Center. And it just says, love you, my Barhaven community. Oh so. my gosh. Just kindness breeds kindness. Right? And it's something so simple. You come across a ring, you don't put it in your pocket. Yeah. You put, bring it to someone who can get it in the hands of someone who obviously lost it. Yeah. And that's how it works. That's community kindness right there. That's all the feels on Move 100.